You are listening to Cut Jib Newsletter Speaks, the podcast. This is series number five, episode number four. For Tuesday, October the 17th, 2023, it's JJ Septon, along with my good friend, co-blogger and co-host, CBD. CBD, good morning, sir. Good morning. Um, It's a gray overcast day here in the Northeast, which fits my mood, but we'll get into that later. Let's start with everyone's favorite South Carolina governor, Nikki Haley, and her ridiculous pointless, insulting jabbering about, oh, the poor, 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 innocent Palestinians, and they just yearn to be free. They're just Jeffersonian Democrats in in Mufti. I mean, it's unbelievable what this idiot has said. Yes, Nikki Haley, um, she she is such an idiot. And, and, and just beyond being an idiot, she is absolutely out of her mind. Um, yes, it's, it's less so much of Jeffersonian Democrats uh, take out the Jeffersonian and you'll have Democrats, at least by, by a voter registration card, at least until these uh, wonderful humanitarians start chopping everybody's head, heads off uh, in America once they get here, God forbid, like they're doing in Israel and, and everywhere else. Yes, the Gazans uh, are, are in a poor, a pretty horrible situation because they voted for the government that they wanted. They voted for Hamas to be their representatives. Now, obviously, once you vote for them, you can't. Uh, that's it. It's one election and one time only. But it should be noted that they may uh, they may be under the gun, so to speak, by by these uh, these savages. But they're every bit as savage as the people they voted for because they believe the same things. They hate Jews. They hate Israel. And in fact, there are reports that uh, supposedly. I mean, not notwithstanding the Hamas propaganda, that uh, after Hamas was finished with uh, knocking off and, and capturing and raping and killing the Jews, uh, Hamas, or rather Gazan citizens, actually went into Israel proper and started looting the um, uh, some of the the kibbutzim that were that were there. And it was just it's just you know the, uh, you want these people here. I mean, it's bad enough we don't have a border, and there were reports, uh, I believe, coming in from our own government that upwards of 70,000 military-age males from predominantly Islamic countries have made it across the border into the United States within the last several months, and we have no idea where they are, and we've lost total track of them. So for yeah, Nikki Haley but, but to you know want something to do it, the, the, the problem with those 70,000 is that we already have hundreds of thousands of them here already. You know, there, exactly. there was a parade in Dearborn, Michigan that is pro-Hamas. There are, we have a fifth column in this country uh, of, of many, many hundreds of thousands of Arabs and quote Palestinians, wherever the hell they are from, who are pro-Islamic terrorism. They support it. They probably help fund it. And they are a, a dagger in our heart in this country if we want to remain a, a, a democracy. These people are part and parcel of the same evil that is going on throughout the world. And and for us to to assume that, you know, we let, let's let in a couple of million uh, um, Palestinians from Gaza and they will turn into, you know, wonderful America-loving, freedom-loving uh, voters is insanity. Absolutely. And, you know, and you say a dagger at our heart. I mean, it goes along with the other dagger that's in our back with our own homegrown non-Muslim leftists. And these two, as I've said, it's two two sides of the same rotten coin. They're essentially uh, very twin, very close in ideology, with the exception of a few thousand years of history and uh, some nice calligraphy and geometric patterns. But they're the same thing. They were they are a totalitarian mindset that seeks the global domination 
of uh, us and everybody who believes in freedom and plurality and 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 decency and just and 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 the advancement of civilization over the last several thousand years, them notwithstanding. So I don't know how we move so quickly away from Nikki Haley. I I would (laughs) like to get back to her. Um, Let's let's do. Yeah. uh, You know, I like Nikki Haley's stance on Israel. She is, she is absolutely pro-Israeli. She supported Israel as the, um, as our ambassador to the United Nations. Um, I think she is genuine in her, in her respect for Israel's democratic principles I think that she's genuine in her support of Israel, uh, and that's it. That's all I like about her. Um, I can't stand what she did in South Carolina with the with the Confederate battle flag. I can't stand what she has been saying recently, ex- you know, with the exception of of her support for Israel. Um, and, and then the idea that she's that she attacks Trump. Now, listen, uh, Donald Trump is his own worst enemy, but uh, other Republicans shouldn't pile on. Uh, it, it is it is offensive to me that she is triangulating. Every single idea that that uh, that she gets from her from her pollsters and her and her planners, you know, just just to grab that extra couple of hundred votes, you know, pandering to to the worst excesses of these neocons. Exactly. And, you know, it should be noted that she, along with Mike Ponce or Mike Dense or whatever you want to call him, who no, was the Ponce, vice president. Ponce is fine. Ponce is good. You know, they were they were in the Trump administration and now all of a sudden they're railing against Donald Trump when all they had to do if they wanted to, if they really had principles, supposedly, if they objected to what Donald Trump's policies were, be it uh, in international relations or in uh, domestic affairs or whatever it is. Hey, you know something? Make a public announcement and say, I no longer stand by this president and I'm here to for resigning. Then you would have what is known as uh, morals and ethics and and decency. But instead, you ride him all the way until it's politically inconvenient to be part of him. You jump off his his, uh, his bandwagon, and now you're stabbing him in the in the heart for no reason. And Donald Trump has probably been the most aggressively pro-Israel uh, president we've ever had in our history. That includes so many people you think, where at least they were you know sort of friendly with Israel, Israel like Ronald Reagan, despite some of his cabinet members. But Donald Trump's bona fides uh, for as pro-Israel you know cannot be cannot be minimized. And the only reason that, as you mentioned, CBD, the, the polling, Nikki Haley, I think, is doing this to try to appease some of the leftists that she's trying to say, well, you know, and sort of equivocate while she's pro-Israel. But at the same token, she wants to sort of uh, tear at the heartstrings of the poor Gazans. And that, to me, is really disgusting. I agree. You know, I mentioned the neocons. Um, let, let's let's move on to to the idiocy of 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 the, the neocon movement in the United States. You know, we, we have a, uh, a carrier group and perhaps two uh, in, in the vicinity of Israel um, and, and the Middle East. And that's very nice. Uh, you know, I, I guess they can, you know, it's an easy way to move um, vital war material to Israel, uh, you know, without having to extend supply lines uh, to 5,000 miles. Um, and that's, it's very convenient. I'm sure it's much appreciated in Israel. Um, but the idea that I think they just uh, they moved a uh, a uh, marine unit um, closer to the uh, closer to Israel for for reasons that I simply do not understand. Israel has come out quite recently saying that they don't want a single hair must on the head of an, of any American soldiers. That they will take care of this problem on their own. What they need is logistical support, and that's it. I, I, I'm sorry. I withdraw that. They need logistical and political support, and that is it. They do not need American soldiers, 
And the idea that American soldiers are going to be involved in this is pathetically evil. We need to stop doing that. This world is not a better place because of American involvement in 140 simmering civil wars across the world. We don't need to go into Israel. We don't we don't need any more American boots on the ground. Exactly. The only I mean, you know, war for this is what it is about is war for war's sake. And that's what's been going on, be it Iraq, be it Afghanistan, uh, now, God forbid, in Ukraine, where we probably do have at least advisors on the ground there, which is a dangerous enough situation. But you go to war to inflict as much pain and suffering on the enemy to make them cry uncle. And then you, 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 know, you, you make them surrender unconditionally and you dictate your peace terms so they don't do the mishigas that they did in the first place. You get you pissed off at them. But this, this just going into to get GIs killed for no reason whatsoever just to wave a flag or to, you know, to, to buff up uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and uh, John Kerry and Joe Biden stock portfolios and, uh, and freaking Mitt Romney, probably that is evil. And that's exactly what we've been doing for the last, you know, at least 20 years. I mean, nine 11, notwithstanding whatever our response should have been to that, it should not necessarily have been to go into Iraq and, uh, you know, if Afghanistan, whatever our response there, it should not have been the strategy and the tactics that we used when we were there, which was basically, you know, the, the top fighting with at least one hand behind our back with no no real aim of what we were going to do. You know, if we we're going to try, as you said, uh, CBD, to bring Jeffersonian democracy to a culture that is, you know, from the seventh century, it ain't going to fly. And that just you are absolutely right. The Israelis, God bless them. Part of their calculus, I'm sure, is that they don't want this to, to be seen as you know, there is an anti-Semitic vein that still runs through this country uh, outside of uh, perhaps the, the, the usual suspects. And they don't want to see that it's America sending their soldiers to fight for the Jews. I'm sure that's partly in the back of their mind, but, you know, good for them that they can handle this. But as you said, from a political standpoint, America, the Biden junta has to has to give them a signal that it's gloves off, do what you have to do. And obviously, for so many reasons, they they don't necessarily want to do that. But at least at this point, they may have to do that because of what's going on in one point politically for Biden coming up on 2024 and just in general, not wanting Iran to just to touch off a, you know, a global conflict right there in the Middle East. That would be dangerous for everybody. It would be. And, and but I, the thing is that I trust Amer- uh, Israeli leaders um, to to control the narrative vis-a-vis Iran much, much better, much more than I trust uh, Calorama um neocons well sort of neocons um to to manage our response to iran uh that scares me because they don't know what the hell they're doing they they're they're gung-ho when it comes to uh giving iran the bomb um they're gung-ho in creating a uh, a counterweight to israel's uh, power in the middle east that's what they're doing and you know their jew hate is just this lovely little bonus in their eyes um but uh you know i wonder what is going to happen in Israel if, you know, listen, you're absolutely right. Publicly, Biden is supporting Israel 100 uh, percent. But there are rumblings uh, within the administration. You know, Israel should be gentle. Israel should be compassionate. Israel should take care of the refugees, blah, 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 blah. The the question I have is what is going to happen when Biden privately and what and folks, when I say Biden, I mean his handlers because he's a drooling imbecile. And he's uh, halfway to death uh, 
caused by uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. Anyway, uh, but I'll use uh, Biden as a as shorthand. But when Biden privately tells uh, the Israeli government to back the fuck off, that uh, that that they, he is not going to tolerate, um, you know, wholesale um, death of supposed innocence. Is Israel going to break with the United States? Because if Israel acquiesces to a gentle, um, you know, uh, smack on the ass of Hamas instead of destroying Hamas. And when I say destroying, I mean killing every single Hamas member. Uh, it's it's going to be a long, long struggle. I think that Israel's government will fall and Israel will be tossed into a very, very difficult and unpleasant situation for many, many years. I do agree with that. I think, and I think part of the calculus is there is a, an absolute animus between Biden and let's let's face it, Obama, who probably is one of his chief handlers. Uh, obviously, the antipathy, antipathy against Jews, Israel, and of course Benjamin Netanyahu, who they just cannot stand because you know whether you like him, you hate him for whatever reasons. He at least is is a, is someone who knows what is at stake with his country and will defend his country seemingly until the death you know he because it's there's an existential threat against the state of israel and at this point at no time uh, more serious than probably 50 years since the 1973 war and you know to not to not go all the way and to do what you have to do to win this thing and to wipe these people out regardless of the fact that you have a population that still lives you know seventh century jew haters and They'll rise again, but at least to neutralize them to such an, an extent that they can't rise for the immediate future, that is inviting, that is very, very, just inviting national suicide on, on the part of the Israelis. Hezbollah is now primed on the other side of the border in Lebanon to launch. And of course, Hezbollah, like Hamas, is controlled by Iran. So essentially, this is a war of Iran against Israel, but it's a pseudo proxy war until such point as Israel feels that, you know, look, we have no alternative. We have to start hitting a couple of targets in Iran to, uh, you know, to, 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 to deal with this. And isn't it kind of funny where nobody, you know, with the whole Ukraine situation, nobody was telling Zelensky to kind of like moderate your response against Russia. And he was like launching attacks on the Black Sea fleet. fleet. He was launching drones in Moscow and doing all of this stuff. And everyone said, yeah, no problem. Do what you have to do. But of course, Israel, uh-uh, no, 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 you have to moderate because, uh, you know, whatever. It would look bad or something terrible. Yeah, but uh, you know that's an interesting point that you made that the the animus between um, the Biden junta and um, their handlers in Calorama, uh, you know, or otherwise known as uh, Barack Obama's third term. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if if uh, Biden's ego is so huge that he will do uh, do good for Israel uh, just to piss off the Calorama kids. That would be lovely. I mean, I you know chaos in the in the Democrat junta is is fine by me no matter what causes it so well just just to sort of you know just sort of take a sidetrack there let me let me let me as we as they say in in france let me ask you this um do you think that biden in his demented state or or what you know what are the you know what's sort of the, the what are the power the dynamic the power dynamics there i mean he's basically obama's puppet we know he's obama's puppet and he's been obama's puppet is he now like uh, pinocchio and getting a little bit pissed off at geppetto and wants to kind of pull the strings on his own dementia dementia that he is and uh and you know, because i think it seems to me everybody wants biden gone for 2024 because his polling and everything states that it's just he's a disaster and a drag on the whole ticket 
whether they replace him with you know, Harris or Newsom or with Michelle or whoever the hell it is. But if he says, no, I'm not, I, I shall not be moved. That would be a very interesting calculus to see that he pisses off Obama by doing exactly the opposite of what Obama wants and actually helping uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and the state of Israel to survive one of the greatest existential threats it's ever faced. The irony there is pretty, uh, pretty crazy. What do you think about that? CB? Uh, you know, honestly, I, have, I, I, I don't have enough information to, to make a, any, any sort of a judgment. Um, my only hope is that there are casualties on both sides. Um, you know, if it, if it weakens if it weakens the Obama faction within the within the Biden administration, that's great. Um, and if it if it tosses another monkey wrench of of many being thrown around in the um, in the Democrat problem for 2024, that's great. Also, we need what, what we as when I, when I say we, I mean, conservative movement in America, uh, what we need is is catastrophic indecision on the part of the power brokers in the Democrat Party. They simply don't know what to do right now. They're, I mean, obviously, they're hoping that Biden dies or rapidly decays so that it's obvious that the 25th Amendment needs to be invoked. Uh, but aside from that, um, they, they can pressure Joe Biden to do the right thing for the Democrat Party and, um, and announce that he is not going to run for a second term. Whether he will do that uh, is debatable. I doubt very much that he will do that of his own accord. Uh, the, the pressure that they have on him, uh, I, I, I guess they could unleash the Justice Department on his son uh, and perhaps his brother and perhaps other family members. Um, they could unleash the the Justice Department on Joe Biden himself. I doubt that will happen. Uh, yeah. But, you, you know, who, who knows? These are, you know, we're just guessing at this point. It's fun. I, I enjoy it. Um, and as I said... All I, all I can hope for right now is casualties on both sides. You know, on a, on a broader note, perhaps as important, if not more important, is the public opinion here in this country, and especially, you know, in the Democrat base, at least in the, if there are any left, the saner quarters of that base, when you have, you know, you know the, the Democrat socialists and those freaks cheering for the beheading of babies. And then, you know, you have, you have other Democrats going, wait a minute, this is, uh, you know, how could you possibly do that, regardless of what you think about the 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 nuance, which there isn't any really, of the Israel Palestine quote unquote conflict? The the division there that is, if anything good comes of it is the fact that the 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 freaks within that party are exposed, and the insanity of supporting this really is forcing people within that party perhaps to choose sides, uh, whether just in the short term for this election or. In general, maybe it's opening some eyes, and I think that I'd like to be optimistic and say it is opening a lot of eyes to 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 what is really to who is the Democrat Party these days. It is not your, it is not the Kennedys, it is not FDR, whatever you think of them. It is not Harry Truman. It's freaking you know, it, it's it's Pol Pot, Hitler, Joseph Stalin, and and uh, and you know Genghis Khan to to quote Mister Kerry. So that's got to be an eye opener, and I think that's a positive sign. Anyway. Uh, yes, but the. But the, the question is, is it too little and too late? Um, you know, you look across the United States and there there have been large pro-Palestinian marches. Um, there was just one in Dallas, Texas, which shocked the shit out of me, quite frankly. Um, and I hold every Texan I know personally responsible for that. Uh, you know, there have been there have been incredible uh, pro-Palestinian marches 
you know, chanting, get gas the Jews in New York and Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco. I, I don't know, but I assume. Um, and uh, that's that's a very, very bad thing. And and these people have come as a result of uncontrolled immigration, both illegal and legal. And if you want to see how America changed because of of immigration, there it is. We used to be a Judeo-Christian country and the pressure is on us right now to remain a Judeo-Christian country, one that is based on Western philosophy, one that is based on the Enlightenment, one that is based not on the savagery of a 7th century despot, but on on the brilliance of, of 2,500 years of Western culture. And, you know, when, when I see a... a when I see Hamas flags flying over a parade in Dallas, Texas, uh, I I begin to wonder what is happening. Well, you know, if you just look at a, a nation like Sweden, which at one point in the not too distant past, you know, was looked upon as this, you know, peaceful, uh, you know, no crime, no nothing, keep your doors open, walk wherever you want, gorgeous women, blondes, whatever you want to call it, you know. And now it's an absolute hellhole of crime, rape, and uh, and all the rest of it because Sweden opened its borders willingly to mass immigration from Muslim countries, and they are now reaping a whirlwind, a whirlwind of hell. There are parties there that are, you know, trying to fight back, and they are gaining a foothold in government. But again, I think it's too little, too late. I mean, I think Emmanuel Macron, the, the former, uh, is he is he still the PM of France? I forget who the who the no, who the heck who the hell knows who it is. He's calling for like mass deportation of any Muslim who is associated or supports what's going on in Gaza and Israel. And, uh, you know, good luck with that. I mean, you have no-go zones there where you're going to have, you're going to have a Gaza and Israel situation in Paris itself uh, before too long, if you want to try to institute that policy. But, you know, they're the ones who have um, shot themselves and committed national suicide slow as it is. And now all of a sudden, all at once to try to remedy that situation. And you're right, CBD. It is coming here when we see mass rallies in favor of Hamas and uh, you know Jews to the gas and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that better be a wake-up call if it isn't too late already, Godfrey. So let's take a little bit of a break, and we will come back with a little bit of domestic uh, politics slash uh, legal machinations. We're back with the Cut Shape Newsletter Speaks podcast. JJ Septon and my good friend CBD uh, doing the co-hosting for you all. And uh, as you mentioned, CBD, some domestic uh, issues are happening, which, uh, you know, before the whole insanity of the Middle East blowing up uh, was bad enough and was such an indicator of just the the rot and the the state of this nation, which is now rapidly becoming, if it isn't already, a banana republic. This judge, uh, Tanya Chutkan, or as I call her, Tanya Shitkan, has basically given Donald Trump a, a gag order uh, in, in so far as he cannot talk about you know, the, 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 the charges, these ridiculous charges against him, and just basically violating his First Amendment rights. 
And, you know, we were just we were talking about it. It was like, well, you know, it's, it is blatantly unconstitutional, but go tell that to the people who are the supposed arbiters of the Constitution and the justice system who don't give a shit anymore. I'm going to uh, I'm going to read a quotation from uh, Judge uh, Shitcan um, <laughs> that I find quite interesting. Um, this is not about whether I like the language Mr. Trump uses. This is about language that presents a danger to the administration of justice. His presidential candidacy does not give him carte blanche to vilify public servants who are simply doing their jobs, she said. Now, uh, his presidential candidacy does not give him that right. His existence as an American gives him that right. He should be able to talk shit about any goddamn public servant in this country at will, 24 hours a day. He gets to say whatever the hell he wants because they're public servants. They work for us. And it is part and parcel of our of American exceptionalism that we get to criticize our government. And for her to say that he can't criticize he can't vilify public servants is offensive in the extreme where she where she finds this in the in the Constitution. I have no idea because she clearly hasn't read it. Well, you know, I think what she what you read, CBD, sounded much better in the original German, uh, you know, from 100 years ago, 90 years ago. When well, it actually, it, it was in, it was in the original <laughs> Russian. But uh... <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's to, to you know. It's a it's a very short walk for like putting a muzzle on Donald Trump, who was you know on trial, to perhaps putting a muzzle on a, I don't I don't know pick your pick your your decent journalist that there may be your Cheryl Atkinson, your Matt Taibbi, your me or you. It's a very short walk that 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 is going to happen because if you muzzle Donald Trump, whatever you think about him, you know whether you are for him, against him. Uh, think he's a bull in the china shop or he's the greatest thing since freaking uh you know since el cid so to speak it makes no difference the constitution is clear the right of free speech is 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 absolutely it, it is god-given and is yours to use as you see fit so long as you don't within a very 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 strict limited thing you know promote violence against someone or commit you know libel or slander or something like that hey if this tanya shootgan thinks she's being libeled or slandered well then why don't you sue donald trump personally for libel or slander i forget what the what the term is but the fact that he's on trial has no bearing on whether he he is allowed to to call a judge an asshole or a criminal or a communist or whatever and you're absolutely right but as i said you know who are you going to who are you going to complain to when the arbiters of of what is constitutional and what is not constitutional are the ones that have turned this country into a banana republic by turning the law in, in, on its ear and shredding the constitution to to bits as it is well look look what happened uh several months ago in Kansas no less the Mary remember the Marion County record yes uh, you yeah, know we a, a little a tiny little newspaper out in the sticks in uh, in Kansas and they were raided by the cops because they cops the cops and and their buddies didn't like what they were writing and were about to write and to the credit to its credit Kansas has said oh no 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 you can't do that but this is the trend in the United States and the and the idea that we have we have we have drifted so far from the, those robust principles that you you just discussed is really scary to me listen free speech is free speech there's, you know, you don't get to define it other than very careful and, as you pointed out, very, very narrow strictures on free speech. And the idea that that Donald Trump, who is, by the way, conducting a, a presidential campaign as we speak, 
that he he is going to be muzzled by some uh you know some politburo uh apparatchik is disgusting to me you know that it's you know it's emblematic unfortunately and symbolic of the fact that the education system in this country for the last you know several generations has basically cranked out uh students and graduates who have zero idea of the heritage of this country and worse have been taught that the heritage of this country is racist, sexist, bigoted, and illegitimate. And so it's no wonder that you have, uh, as we circle back to, to the, uh, the situation in, in the Middle East, it's no wonder you have massive rallies of not just, you know, Palestinian quote unquote, or Muslim immigrants to this country, but Harvard students, Cornell students, Yale students, literally parading around, not saying anything about Israel, but just saying death to the Jews along with Hamas and saying, wow, I, you know, I had an orgasm looking at Hamas paragliding you know, into Israel and beheading babies. So when you have that, this is why you have people like this Tanya Shutkin and all of the rest of them who are literally paying no regard to, to the, the Constitution because they regard the Constitution as illegitimate and horrible. Same thing you know, on campuses where you know, speakers from like Ben Shapiro to um, Douglas Murray to Victor Davis Hanson, so you name it, are literally shouted down and threatened when they dare speak their opinion because their opinion is, you know, because their their opinion hurts the sensibilities of people who don't want to hear it. As uh, Ace uh, used to say, is you know, our speech is violence and their violence is speech. And this is this is why this is why this is happening to Donald Trump. That's just it's just one you know, one little signpost on the road to hell that we are that we are facing. You know, it's interesting that, uh, as I mentioned before, Donald Trump is his own worst enemy and uh, his, his verbal gaffes are becoming uh, more and more frequent. But it, it seems like every time uh, he he says something stupid, the the, Demo- the you know, the Democrat apparatus, the uh, for for lack of a better term, the progressive apparatus of the United States does something equally stupid and sort of you know take bails them out. You know, it, it's unbelievable to me. I, listen, I'm folks. I'm I'm sort of sputtering mad about this. Um, th- this this judge needs to be uh, thrown off the bench. She needs to be disbarred, and maybe she should go to jail because she has violated the constitutional rights. Of, of an important political figure in the United States. And th- there is simply no justification for it. And I, I hope like hell that the Supreme Court looks at this, laughs, tosses her off the bench, and uh, vacates whatever ridiculous um, guilty verdict is going to come out of it. I think this is, a, this is a federal uh, court in D.C. Am I, am I correct? Seth? You are correct, sir. It is federal. Yeah. This is the federal. And I mean, it, listen, it's, 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 axiomatic uh republicans lose in dc so anyway all right i'm gonna stop sputtering right now um folks thank you very much for listening thank you very much for hitting our tip jar uh it is much appreciated it it really does help and uh and thank you very much for reading us over at ace of spades um if it weren't for ace uh we would be talking into the ether with far fewer listeners Yes, it's it's so it's nice to be sputtering when people are listening. When you're just sputtering to yourself, and you know, at the uh, at the Horn and Hard Art cafeteria, taking your false teeth out, and you're just talking about the <laughs> But anyway, folks, I echo that sentiment. Uh, your support has been truly uh, amazing, and we we it makes us want to sputter and spitter and spatter even more. And and we will, we will certainly do more of that in the future. 
And uh, coming up this uh, this weekend, we have another special guest. So uh, keep your fingers crossed. I think he will be available, and you, I'm sure, will enjoy hearing him as you did the great Ian Lane last time. That was that was a great podcast. So for CBD, it's JJ Septon. Thank you once again, and we will see you again on the next one coming up this weekend. Thanks for listening, folks. 